Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Enhancing the Human Experience, the podcast designed to help you get the most out of your business and your life. So have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it that we all live in one world on one planet, but we're all having vastly different experiences? I find this question to be endlessly fascinating myself, and that's the topic of today's podcast. But before we get into the show, I just want to remind you that you can always listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or on my website, gmarkphillips.com. And of course, there are a number of secondary apps that will help you like um, put together a bunch of podcasts that you like, and it'll you know build you out of the genre that you like. You can always catch it on those as well. There's boatloads of them out there. But I want to try to make it as easy as possible for you to get to. So if you missed last week's episode, it was all about there will be doubt. If you're setting off to move toward a goal or a dream or realize some excellent, awesome experience in your life, you're going to have doubt as you move toward that because you're pushing out, pushing outside of your comfort zone, pushing into the unknown. Maybe you're charting a path down a place that has never been made before, a business or entrepreneurial idea that you don't really have anyone else to emulate or copy success. If you're experiencing that, you definitely will have some doubt because it's never been done before. So I really like that episode and that that ideology of, of just acknowledging the fact that we're going to run into doubt and having tools in our pack so that we can deal with it when it faces us. But in today's episode, it's all about helping us develop the consciousness of the experiences we want to have in life and the things we want to the things we want to be do and have and as i mentioned i i just it's mind blowing to contemplate the fact that we live on one planet but we're all having vastly different experiences and the reason for that is because we're we all perceive the world very differently based on not only our experiences here in this lifetime, but there are quite possibly subtle karmic experience that have experiences that we're bringing into this lifetime as well. And I'm not a parent myself, but you parents out there will know, will know all about this when you have a child and you look at the child and you're like, I have, you know, you know, the child's yours, but you look at them and you're like, this kid is so weird. He, come, he comes in with either weird quirks that you don't know where they came from or why they have them or habits or tendencies or whatever that are just totally off the wall and out in left field that you neither your wife or you have or your husband or you have and there's just no clue that's evidence in and of itself that we bring with us something from the other side wherever we come from we bring in something with us in this world personality traits, quirks, um, tendencies, whatever. But those definitely factor in and f- flow into our experiences in this lifetime. So it's not only our, you know, how we were raised and our parents and our culture and our society that's dictating how we perceive the world, but there's also something that comes in with us when we come into this world from the spiritual side, right? So those all factor in. And, you know, this is important to understand this idea and this, this topic because we want to have better experiences. We want to continually be up-leveling our experiences in life. No one wants to recreate the same day every day for the rest of their life and live out that Groundhog Day 
type movie from or type scenario from the movie, do we? We want to have better experiences. And in order to do that, we've got to consciously develop ourselves and develop our state of consciousness also synonymous with state of being all the time. We got to choose the destination we want, which is really a psychological destination, isn't it? It's not something, you know, where we're physically going to a, a, a part of the earth, which is a component of that, but it's really more an inner journey and it's developing that state of consciousness that puts us in alignment with the things we want to be, do and have in life. And so when we look at why people are having vastly different experiences in this world, we have to look at the, from the standpoint of, Hey, you know, what are they thinking about? How do they perceive themselves? How do they perceive the world and how do they perceive other people living in this world as well? Because all of it's going to feed in and then reflect back the experiences that are in perfect alignment with the way we've, per we've perceived the world right? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The way we design it in our own consciousness by our, based on our beliefs and the things we hold to be true about ourselves, others, and the world at large, then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And those experiences show up for us in exacting detail. The, the problem is most of us are unconscious about how this is happening. And we just think this is the way the world is. Well, that's not entirely true. That's the way the world is for us. The world is very, very different for other people. And that's why I think it's so valuable to come together and see how people show up in the world and then learn from one another and share best practices. And even to the point of sharing best practices for consciousness not just for doing the physical things in the world, whether from a business standpoint or a lifestyle standpoint, which is, you know, exercise um, and business tactics and strategies and things like that, but really from a consciousness standpoint, because that's where it all comes from. So yes, we can share tactical information and practical information, but we really want to be able to come together and share consciousness and spiritual information because everything is flowing from there. And when we go in and change the way we perceive ourselves, then we're going to have different experiences. And this really goes back to designing your identity and identifying with, with yourself in a way that puts you in alignment with the things you want to have, whether it's health, wealth, or success, or relationships, or a certain type of career or, or engagement and work in the world, contribution in the world, designing it in your consciousness first and help it, helping you get that feeling and the understanding and the vibration, if we look at it from an energetic standpoint, of those experiences, that's what needs to happen. Yes, there will be a few logistical, practical tactical things in the world we need to do, but mostly, predominantly, it has to happen in consciousness. Because when you really look at it, there is only one universal consciousness, and then each of us are individualized components or individualized encapsulations of that consciousness. But we're all connected to the one universal consciousness. And the way we perceive ourselves it makes a big difference in how we are like expressed as that consciousness. So 
that's the like underlying principle. But really, it's it's back to that perception and that whole idea that how we perceive ourselves is the starting point for everything we're going to experience and everything we're going to encounter in life. And so the goal is to get the consciousness of the experiences that you want to have. This is really challenging. I find this to be probably the the hardest thing human beings can do because we have to use our imagination and put ourselves in our mind and imagination right smack dab in the middle of those experiences that we that we haven't had yet. And so we have to extrapolate and say, hey, even though I have no idea what that experience is like, I have to use my imagination in order to get there. And that's a big whammy because most people aren't taught how to use the imagination. It's kind of squashed out. We're, we're more taught how to conform. So if you're a parent and you have a little kid, make sure that you help that child cultivate their imagination because nothing else is going to be more important to them as they go on in life. Learning is great. Studying what you learn in school is great. But I'll tell you something, it will never get you where you're going to ultimately want to go. It'll teach you how to memorize stuff and how to fit in and how to conform. And that's fine on one level, but to really transcend and really have an extraordinary experience, you have to use that imagination. Einstein talked a lot about this and he talks about the fact that, you know, the mind is, is the good servant where the, um, where the intuition and the imagination is like, the bee's knees. That's where it's all going to happen right there. That's the actual, that's the actual like gold. So if you're a parent, make sure that you help your kid cultivate that imagination and, and not lose it because what happens in our society, our culture is the imagination gets lost at a young age. And once it's gone, it's like a muscle that's atrophied. It's very difficult to get back. Yeah, you can get it back, but it takes a lot longer. So don't lose it in the first place keep that imagination exercise because you're going to need it in order to place yourself psychologically in the experiences that you want to have. So that's what we need to do. We need to develop the consciousness of being. How do we do it? I'm a big fan of like getting down to some practical how to's put this into process. So obviously the first one is writing down what you want, writing down the experiences, writing down the qualities that you want to embody and the things you want to do in life. Second, is making vision boards and printing pictures and maybe making your own kind of art. Something to give a, an, an image, to put an image to the idea that you want. And third is affirmations. But the key with affirmations, you've got to say them with a lot of feeling because that's what's going to impress the subconscious mind. Words become very hollow when we just go through the motion of, you know, one, two, three, four, five, just like uh, just like an exercise will not give you good results if you don't have that focus on the muscle groups, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was famous for this, right? He's saying, hey, I'd rather do one rep with focus than 10 reps without. So it's all about where is your focus when you're saying the affirmation and also driving that feelingness deep into your subconscious mind and into your body so that it impresses. Of course, the best time to do that, that type of work is right before going to bed, right? When our brain's coming out of the, I'm probably going to get this sequence wrong, the alpha, beta, theta, delta sequence, right? And we're going into that deep sleep. There's a window in there where the conscious mind has dropped its guard a little bit. And that's the window we want to insert the ideas 
and the affirmations and the feeling and the imagery into our subconscious mind so it can go into the creative mechanism of the subconscious mind because the conscious mind is really the messenger that delivers the package to the subconscious mind. Once it gets into the subconscious mind, that's the thing that's going to create it for us. And this is, this is again, why it can be very difficult to elicit positive change in, in our lives and, and better ourselves because once we get our, our self-image and our self-concept fixed, it becomes very difficult to change that unless you can, you know, work within that window and repetition and consistency and frequency also help too to push those ideas that you're holding in your consciousness into the subconscious mind. So that little window before bed is really critical. All hypnotists talk about it. Psychologists talk about it. New thought leaders, all the pro players say, hey, you got to get that last part of your day before you're going to bed and use it very, very wisely. Don't just like just flake off and let it let it go unused because that's that's your window into the subconscious. So you, so that's important. But basically, you know, just just working with those tools and then being patient and consistent and frequent. And one of the other pitfalls that happens quite a bit with any type of practice is that you start to see a little bit of results and then you stop the practice. Right? You go to the gym, you start to feel a little better, your muscles start to tighten up, maybe get a little bigger, and then you stop the practice. Well, the key is we don't, we don't want to stop the practice because we have to keep that going or we'll revert and atrophy back toward that natural set point that we've had for the majority of our lives. And that's what we don't want to do. So that's a little bit of, of ideas about how I've discovered in my research on how to do that, how to program the subconscious, how to, how to really affect positive change in our consciousness. So the quote of the week this week is from Anai Nin. And she said this, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. I think it ties in nicely with the theme of today's show, One World, Many Experiences. So that's the show. I hope you found something helpful there in this episode. If you have, that would be awesome if you'd give it a thumbs up or a like, whether you're listening to this on your podcast app or on YouTube. And if you know someone who might find value in this, certainly share it with them. And I would certainly appreciate that. So until next time, I hope you have an awesome week. All the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye. 